0: Welcome to Working Matters. My name is Carl Edwards, and we hope you join the conversation on the web at BoldEnterprises.com. Hey, we are in the middle of a really interesting conversation with my good friend Rodney Walker of Walker Associates. Rodney, we are playing out some of the challenges that are facing a not-for-profit organization. Yes, and they are many. And they are many.
1: Yes, you know, but we have some solutions today.
0: Yeah, you aren't daunted by any of them. and And that's really... The point of the series and the point of all that we're doing here is that problems are not our enemies, and the challenges are not things we need to be afraid of. They're the realities we face. Yes. And when you've got different structures, you face different challenges. And in the not-for-profit world, one of those is, how do you evaluate as you go forward whether you're accomplishing your mission or not? You don't have profit goals. It's often has to do with... Um, making the world a better place, or changing people's lives. And it's it's just not easy.
1: Yeah, you know, I think you said it best at the very beginning. Every organization, including nonprofit organizations, have common stress points. And uh, measuring the effectiveness of the organization is one area that definitely needs focus as well.
0: Maybe we should start there. I mean, for-profit companies have financial obligations and shareholders holding them accountable. But do you really need to measure? Do you really need to keep track? Do you want to evaluate in a not-for-profit? Is it enough maybe just to be doing your good work and get on with it?
1: Yeah, you know, you you can continue to do great work without measuring the effectiveness, but I don't recommend it. Mm-hmm. I believe that organizations need to continuously increase their capacity. And one effective way of being able to measure the way that an organization is increasing that impact uh, their capacity is being able to do some proper diagnosis of where they're at right now. So the organizational assessment is vital if they're going to really continue to move forward as well as look at and identify areas that need to be developed. Some organizations uh, need board development. Others may need some strategies to help them with their fundraising efforts. Others may need to have a strategic plan. And so those are just a few of the areas that that nonprofits need to consider and take a real strong look at, even with their programs, to see what's working well and what's not working well. And what can we do to improve in these areas?
0: Well, let's throw out some a few areas that would be helpful to check in on since we don't, you know, aren't in it for the uh, almighty buck in this case that that doesn't serve as the helpful tool that it is in other organizations. But what are we looking at? The general areas I understand, but how do I know when I need to pay attention?
1: Well, I recommend that organizations take a look at a number of different areas. Board is one of the first ones that definitely would Take a look at because the board is governing the organization. If you don't have proper governance, then it impacts the entire organization. It's kind of like the foundation for the organization. And then if the nonprofit has an executive director, there needs to be assessments and evaluations done on that particular board member I mean, on that particular um executive director, as well as the board needs to do some self-evaluation of themselves to make sure that they are being effective. Then you go on, you, you can start looking at some of the programs within the context of the organization. Also looking at the staff is another area that needs to be be assessed and evaluated by the executive director. So looking at the human resource is one area in particular that definitely needs to have some attention But then you also can uh, look at the programs and services of the organization and begin to do evaluations with them. One of the things I recommend with nonprofits is that as they start looking at doing programs, that they set up evaluation mechanisms from the start of the program. So they already know from the beginning, this is how we're going to evaluate this program by having Mm -hmm. some very clear objectives, goals already set from day one. This is what we want to accomplish. So it makes it a lot easier to go back and say, is this working or not?
0: So, if I'm evaluating, let's start with the human component, the, the director, and we've got. We're going to look at these different areas. Give me some categories, or some standards, or some expectations that would be something that you could visit regularly. That would actually be concrete. That would be something that you could look at and discuss
1: as a board, or as as with an individual. For example, you're talking about like the board working together. Um, with the executive director,
0: well, let's let's take a, the individuals just who are on your staff team. Okay, so everybody's working real hard. You got a good buy-in, and you're plugging away. And so you want to look at and evaluate if there's capacity to, for more. You want to tap into it. But what are some of the concrete standards that you would say you could actually look at instead of a more subjective? You're not working hard enough in my point of view. Sure, sure.
1: If, uh, if we we're take, look, taking a look from the executive director, for example, maybe looking at the staff, the first thing that I would say is take a look at the job description. What job description have you given for this individual? And how is this individual measuring up to that particular job description in terms of performance, in terms of meeting the object- objectives that you've asked for them? And then also looking at uh, basically managing them by, by having some objectives kind of clearly defined. If that's not done, then it kind of shows from the executive director's point of view that they may not be managing the team as effectively as they possibly can. So just like the mission helps to push forward the organization and gives a sense of direction, those well-defined job descriptions help the person that is performing the job to be able to make sure they're doing their work on task as well as the um, director having some tool of being able to measure whether or not they're doing their, their roles and responsibilities. So you have the individual point of view, but then also there's some measurements that can be done collectively with the team. And a lot of that can be done within the context of the nonprofits by having those weekly gatherings with their meetings and continuously talking about and looking at and debriefing the programs that are currently taking place.
0: No, that's good. That's good. My favorite example of that sort of thing would be with a receptionist position, and you could have a task in the job description that it's your job to answer the phone. But without, but what's the objective? And they don't know the objective. You get to the time to evaluate, and they say, "I've been answering the phone. Fine, it rings never rings twice." Yes. You know. But um, he answers the phone. Hello. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah. Well you got to have that objective in there that the objective being the receptionist is to make people feel welcome yeah, whatever exactly. your objective is and heard and that their message is going to get through and that they're the most important person in the whole wide world then when you get to evaluating you evaluate, yes. as you said you evaluate in terms of that objective yeah and are I- people feeling that they're the most important in the world does it matter that you... You actually answered on the second ring every time you haven't met the
1: objective. I think you. I think you bring up a great point because with nonprofit organizations, everybody within the nonprofit organization helps to raise funds, whether they know they are, they are doing that directly or indirectly. So, like you just pointed out get a rude person answering the, the telephone, it impacts whether somebody wants to give to their organization or not. And Great if you have somebody, <laughs> you know, call and they are placed on hold forever, the likelihood of someone wanting to volunteer for the organization begins to be reduced as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's close with working on one of these programmatic check-ins. Okay. I mean, now if you're changing lives, if you're trying to come alongside a community or affect health, it, it's hard to measure Sure. I mean, so you can, I don't want you to tell me I need to have measurements and measure regularly because I don't even know what to measure because <laughs> people change slowly.
1: Yeah. You know, well, here, here's one of the things that the, in the nonprofit world, for example, the catalog foundation, when people were sending in proposals to them, they got tired of receiving proposals from organizations that did not have well, clearly defined objectives. Mm-hmm. So they came out with this tool called the logic model. And it helped organizations to think logically about their organization and making sure that whatever program that they were putting forth, that it was a well-thought-out program. Mm -hmm. I recommend before organizations begin to push forward mightily with their programs and services, that they take a tool like the logic model and begin to look at what are the objectives? What are are we trying to accomplish? Because if we don't know what we're clearly trying to accomplish— then we can do anything and just pat each other on the back and say, yeah, we we accomplished something versus having it set from the very beginning. These are the two or three things or maybe five things that we want to accomplish. And this is how we will be able to measure. So then by doing that, the organization can say, OK, these are the areas that we fell short. OK, these are the areas that we did very well. Or these are the areas that we need to improve in. And so they have some way of communicating with the funders as well as all the major stakeholders about where they are as an organization and it just makes it that it makes the organization more effective in moving forward with increasing their their capacity.
0: Okay. So even from the get-go, you're saying, I'm hearing you say that it's not even wise to launch on a not for profit enterprise.
1: Exactly. With
0: just good intentions and a great idea. Exactly. Like providing sports for young kids and whose parents are working. Uh, you need to know what you want to accomplish. The objective that's, that's, that's our key word this week. You need to be able to
1: articulate what you yes. want to come out of it, and then that will help guide. That's that, some of the best of practices. Things. Yeah, some of the best practices include, let's take the example you just gave. Working with some children and doing a program in the community. Being able, some of the best practices include bringing some of those people that will be being served by the program to the table at the very beginning and getting their input and helping to clarify what it is that we're looking to do. Because again, the nonprofit is in it for the mission to serve that community, those particular individuals that are their constituents. So if we can clearly define what it is that we're trying to accomplish from the beginning and get the buy-in and the support of those that will be impacted by the program, it just strengthens the overall program and is able, it helps the organization to move forward quicker and more efficiently.
0: Mm, that's powerful. The infamous NGOs all over the world now, the um, non-governmental organizations, that you have to wonder if that goes on sometime, because there's so many of them involved sure. in certain areas, and they're all acting with passion about what they believe is best, but they're all doing completely different strategies, and you know, it may or may not be what the community or the country is actually needs or requests, they might just be bringing their good
1: hearts and their ideas for what would make things work. happens all the time. Happens all the time. And then also, by, by clearly putting it on paper beforehand, you are able to also see who else is doing the same thing, and you're able to assess, hey, can we possibly partner with this group to achieve some common goals, and who are the people in our areas that we can collaborate with so that we can have a greater good for the greater community? Excellent.
0: Well, another great topic and another difficult area. You know, part of me feels like we need to just talk about these more because how do you get real concrete and practical on this? But part of it is just the nature of things that you can't quantify in the ways that we're used to quantifying things. And I like the having something simple to focus on, like just having a practice of articulating your objectives for both people and for programs and using that as a tool. And that's a great starting point.
1: Definitely so. Excellent.
0: Well, we've got one more great topic. Next week, we're going to carry the conversation forward with working with volunteers. So um, many not for profits depend their staffing needs on people whose involvement does not involve financial compensation. It's not their livelihood, which is wonderful, which is, is just so fantastic. It's unbelievable, and yet creates another set of complications for how to hold people accountable and motivated. So that will be fun to get into. Yeah, look forward to it. Well, thank you for joining us. Join us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Interact on these topics and with my blog.
1: Um, Rodney, Where they can find you where on the web? They can go to www.waa.b as in boy, z as in zebra. Thank you.
0: And we will see you all next week. Thanks for joining us.
1: This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.